Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. You seem like something's been bothering you for a while now. Is everything okay? No. I mean, yes. I mean... I don't want to talk about it. Talking about bladder control problems isn't easy. Medtronic is trying to change that with ControlLeaks.com, a new site for people with bladder control problems. If you have questions, we have answers. And if you have symptoms of overactive bladder, proven treatments are available. Let's talk about what nobody wants to talk about. Go to ControlLeaks.com to learn why better bladder control is possible. For my small bookstore to thrive, I can't just sell books. So I created a radio ad at iHeartAdBuilder.com to tell everyone about our author events, our story hours for kids, and our amazing lattes. Now we're busier than ever. I'd call that a success story. A custom radio ad from iHeartAdBuilder is the fast, affordable way to drive customers to your business. Put the power of radio to work for you. Get started now at iHeartAdBuilder.com. A privacy tech worker gives us a rude awakening about targeted ads. People are calling out normal parenting tactics that are actually toxic, and it's really important. And we're talking about what we should be binge watching this summer with Nora Dominic. It's May 28th, 2021. Hey, friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Stephen Laconte. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Okay, so we are starting off today with something I have sent so many people because it just absolutely blew my mind. And it's this disturbing thread that caught my attention on Twitter this week. And it has all of us feeling um very paranoid today. So paranoid. <laughs> so paranoid. Okay, so Robert Reeve, a self-described privacy advocate, started things off by tweeting this, quote, I'm back from a week at my mom's house, and now I'm getting ads for her toothpaste brand, the brand I've been putting in my mouth for a week. We never talked about this brand or Googled it. He offered a complicated explanation of how that all worked, and the TLDR being when you give your phone number and email address to companies as part of their terms of service, they then create an entire data set about you based on your location, which apps you use, and more, which you might already know. But... Because your smartphone has a unique ID, it can communicate with all of the other phones around it. Thus, he began getting ads for products his mom was interested in. He also made a point to debunk the common theory that our phones are listening to us. Okay, so Casey, you sent this to me and it (laughs) completely rattled me. I love, he said the part about, oh, your phones aren't listening to you, like, you know, through microphones or whatever. And I suppose he was saying that to like comfort us, but (laughs) in the context of the larger explanation, I was not comforted at all. I was also really freaked out to learn that like phones that are nearby each other communicate with each other. So, okay, so Steven, this is what I want to tell you about. Because this happened to me two Thursdays ago, okay? Okay. What? 
I was at my friend's house. And as I was leaving, they had these really cute sandal things, like house shoes, right? Kind of slippers. And my friend was like, oh my God, do you want them? They don't fit me. And I was like, yes, but we never said what they were called or anything. I took them home. I'm in love with them. As soon as I opened TikTok, I was being advertised them and I had never seen them before. I'd never spoken it out loud. <laughs> so, so the reason creepy. I'm sending this thread to everyone is because I get it. I was at her house near her phones. She had purchased these. So then they were sending them to me. I mean, if I can just say on a personal note, I have spent the past year living with my parents and <laughs> I am a little concerned that they are potentially getting ads for things that I'm searching. Oh my God, Don't love Steven. that. <laughs> I didn't I didn't even think about that. My yeah. God. <laughs> oh, it's bad all the way down. <laughs> well, meanwhile, we need to talk about the aspects of parenting that are considered, quote, normal, but are actually toxic and are now being called out. Reddit user the Yeet56 got a heated conversation started by asking one very important question. What is a normal parenting tactic that actually shouldn't be considered normal? And boy, did people sound off on that. Some of the tactics that people called out included comparing siblings to each other, gaslighting kids into believing that things are not true in order for parents to be able to defend themselves, reinforcing gender stereotypes by assuming a friend of the opposite gender is a girlfriend or boyfriend, and ending conversations with, because I said so, without providing any real explanation. Yeah, I mean, these are all very toxic. And I think all these people, you know, all these kids that were now in therapy and were like, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I love my parents and um, I, I did identify with a few of the tactics in the list. My parents are great parents. However, like their generation does have a problem admitting when they're wrong. And, you know, I'm, I'm painting with a broad brush here, but I do believe that like, you know, millennials were raised in households where like, it was very hard to win arguments sometimes because we, it was like parents had this mental block about saying like, okay, I actually messed up. You're right here. No. And, and you're not wrong. I actually saw um, a TikTok the other day and I've seen several versions of it. So people are relating to this where it's a girl. She's saying like, I learned these words uh, from my therapist of how to set boundaries with my parents and said, and it, so it's her creating um, a conversation with her mom. And she goes, when you do this, it upsets me because of this. And then the mom character just goes, so then I'm just the worst mother in the world. I can do nothing right. <laughs> and that goes to your point of being like, you can never be right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad that our generations are having these conversations because I'm sure we all love our parents very much, but it's good to improve upon the situations you were raised in, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, so moving on, we're heading into a big holiday weekend. Some of us might have plans to see friends or family, but some of us may be using the extra time off to decompress and catch up on some TV. And you know what? That's okay. No judgment here. In fact, we encourage it. Yes, we do. Well, today we're going to be diving into everything we're looking forward to watching this summer with one of our favorite people, BuzzFeed TV editor, Nora Dominic. Hi, Nora. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So let's just jump right into this. We've got some shows returning that you're very into. Tell us about Love, Victor season two. Uh, I'm so excited for that show. It was one of my favorites last year. I'm so glad it's coming back for season two. Um, it basically picks up season one ended on kind of a cliffhanger um, with Victor almost coming out to his parents. So season two picks right up with that um, and really hits the ground running, continuing Victor's journey. 
Oh, wow. And then we've also got Ted Lasso returning as well, right? Me and my dad are excited. Mostly my dad. (laughs) I'm so excited for that show. Season one was so good. And it was so good to like see people get excited about it. It was like this kind of this like drawn out thing. And so I'm really excited for it to come back. Okay. And also, Nora, correct me if I'm wrong, because time doesn't exist anymore. But it feels like we're, it's really recent since we had season one. So season one was like end middle of last summer. Yeah. Okay. So a little, uh, a year. That's honestly for streaming doesn't always happen. So. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people found it in like the fall. Because I remember watching it week to week. Um, and I didn't come in until like episode four of that season. And I can't, I remember watching it week to week and it was like slowly towards the end. It was like more people were finally watching it. Oh, that, okay. That was when I did it because I definitely watched seven episodes in one night. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So another show that we absolutely love here on the podcast that's back is never have I ever, what do we know about what's coming up this next season? I'm so excited for it. Um, We don't have a trailer just yet. So we've got those like great promo photos they dropped when they were like, it's coming back in July. Um, And it's basically Debbie's going to have to continue her like choosing between her two love interests, which is like, oh my God. Yes. It's that amazing um, pro con -con list of both of the boys, which is so relatable. It's relatable. (laughs) It's so good. I love that show so much. And they were one of the first shows like, I love that you can tell they were all so excited because they got back to filming during, like, the pandemic super fast because, like, you can tell, like, everybody needed the season two. So I'm really excited to see what they do with it. Well, a new show that we have to look forward to that actually really isn't new, the Gossip Girl reboot. What yes. can we expect from this version, do you think? Um, so basically the, like, log line for the new version is... Gossip Girl is back. The you know <laughs> what a long line. <laughs> it's basically like it's basically like, but this time around, social media plays a big part because like obviously that wasn't really a mm. thing the first time around. So right. and dealing with that and basically what it means to be like a, it's going to explore a lot of from what I can tell what it means to be like a teen in the era of like social media and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, and then some something that is new about this version is I'm going to say diversity. Yes. yes. I'm thrilled. <laughs> it's going like, to be a tad less white. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank God. There's this whole brand new cast. I know like they're, they're getting a lot of followers on social media already. Do you think some of the old cast might return for this reboot? I have been hoping beyond hope that we get just like in the background or like a scene or something like that. And what's promising is that it's not like they're rebooting it and it's like we're erasing the old one and now we're doing the new one, kind of what some other reboots do. This is very much a continuation. They're continuing this Gossip Girl kind of premise. So fingers crossed, I would love for some of them to just pop back up. It doesn't have to be like a full half a season, but I would love an episode or two. (laughs) All right, we'll be right back to talk about Marvel, of course, and some other streaming movies. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Hi, I'm Robert Sex Reese, host of the Dr. Sex Reese Show, 
And every episode, I listen to people talk about their sex and intimacy issues, and yes, I despise every minute of it. I yeah. mean, she, she made mistakes too. Right? That's I mean, true. She, she did she, kill everyone at her wedding. But hell is real. We're all trapped here, and there's nothing any of us can do about it. So join me, won't you? Listen to the Dr. Sex Reese Show every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Robert Lamb. And I'm Joe McCormick, and we're the hosts of the science podcast, Stuff to Blow Your Mind, where every week we get to explore some of the weirdest questions in the universe. Like, if sci-fi teleportation was possible, how would it square with the multitudes of organisms that inhabit our human bodies? Can we find evidence of emotions in animals like bees, ants, and crayfish? How would an interplanetary civilization function? Does free will exist? Stuff to Blow Your Mind examines neurological quandaries, cosmic mysteries, evolutionary marvels, and the wonders of techno-history. Basically, this show is the altar where we worship the weirdness of reality. If anybody ever told you you ask the weirdest questions, it is time to come join us in the place where you belong, the Stuff to Blow Your Mind podcast. New episodes publish every Tuesday and Thursday with bonus episodes on Saturdays. Listen to Stuff to Blow Your Mind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with Nora Dominic about what we're looking forward to watching this summer. You know, we've got one more show to talk about, and I know it's something you've been looking forward to. Hmm. It's Loki. What? <laughs> I never talk about that kind of thing. <laughs> so what can you tell us about it? Listen, I'm so excited for this show. When Marvel announced they're doing TV, the two shows I was most excited for were WandaVision and Loki. Um, so I'm really excited for it. It's basically, it takes place after Avengers Endgame when the 2012 version of Loki took the Tesseract and kind of disappeared. So it picks up after that and it's basically <laughs> Loki's being reprimanded for creating all of these different timelines because he's messed everything up. So now he has to go and basically fix what he's done. Um, so and I it's think that's our favorite thing. We love when he's being reprimanded because it's like, how is he going to lie and get out of it? I, I always <laughs> think it was like, they must have watched that scene in Thor Ragnarok when Dr. Strange is like reprimanding Loki and he falls. Like that must've been like, they watched that and they're oh, like, yes. let's do a whole show. <laughs> hey, I'm not mad. <laughs> Marvel also has a very big release headed to theaters and streaming this summer, and that's Black Widow. Nora, it feels like we've been waiting for this for a very long time. What happened here? Listen, this is the movie I never thought I was going to actually see because it's been pushed so many times due to like... So many times. It really, I like feel bad. It just like hit the ground running at the wrong time between the pandemic. And then it was originally supposed to come out in May, uh, like a couple weeks ago. But then they pushed it again because now it's looking very likely like people will actually go to the theaters this summer. So they pushed it again to July. We'll get it in theaters, but also on Disney Plus, you can buy it. And we're finally going to see Scarlett Johansson helm a Marvel movie. It feels like it's been ages and we've been wanting it for so long. So I'm really excited for it. And everyone start chanting Florence, 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 Florence. Florence. <laughs> I'm so excited for it. My friends are probably tired of me chanting Florence Pugh at this point, but we're here. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to move on to another universe, and I'm going to be real. It's not my favorite universe, but it still exists. It's the DC universe. Oh. <laughs> we're, we're getting a kind of, sort of, Suicide Squad sequel called The 
yes. Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. yes. which mm-hmm. I can't even talk about because that's so ridiculous. It's very confusing, but I do know Pete Davidson is in it. Please explain that to yes. us. Yes, Pete is now in this version. He's playing one of the members of the Suicide Squad. He's playing a DC comic character. Um, I wouldn't call it, it's almost like they're trying to get us to forget the first one and we're just like kind of starting over at this point. Um, but it's directed by James Gunn, who did the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So in theory, in my mind, he's taken what we love about his Marvel movies and has kind of put them in there. The trailer looks phenomenal. We've got like all of the big players kind of back. Idris Elba's in this one. Margot Robbie's back. Viola Davis is back. So it's basically, I'd like to call it a redo. It's a redo. It's a redo. Yeah, Yeah, I'd like to call it they're just like starting over. And now they have Pete. Well, as excited as I am for you guys that you are going to have your uh, superhero movies this summer, um, as a huge musical theater nerd, I just have to shout out something completely different here, and that is In the Heights. Yes. I've been looking forward to this for a very long time. So are you excited? I'm so excited as just like a Broadway nerd. And like the, er I haven't been reading too many of the early reviews because I like to go in kind of blind, but they all look like phenomenal and say the movie's breathtaking and gorgeous and it really did it justice. So I'm just so excited that it's going to be so good. It's Lin-Manuel Miranda's best musical, yeah. period. And I'm saying Hands that down. very intentionally. Yes. yes. Okay, so all of these movies that are coming out, more that we haven't even talked about, they all deserve to be seen in theaters, but what's, which one are you going to first in theaters? I'm currently debating whether I need to see In the Heights on the big screen, just for the vastness of it. But Black Widow, I will hands down, without a doubt, be seeing in a theater even if I have to like when it was supposed to come out this past May I was like oh I'm going and everybody was like what and I was like oh I'll go (laughs) I can be by myself for all I care um but I'll wear five masks I'm there (laughs) I haven't missed a Marvel movie in a theater and I can't stop now so that will be my I definitely my first one but I'd like to see in the heights too We'll watch both of those in theaters, and then maybe one day we'll catch the Suicide Squad on a plane. (laughs) Nora, you have given us a lot to look forward to this summer. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me again, guys. Well, Stephen, the only reason I'm seemingly calm right now is because I'm in denial, deep denial. Denial about what, you might ask? Our very own Alan Haberchak is leaving BuzzFeed. And I'm trying to not take it personally and remember that he is an exciting new job, blah, 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 blah. But in all seriousness, I want to thank Alan for holding this ship together through every single change that's been thrown at us during this pandemic. And listeners, while you may know him as the producer who steps in to read ads, co-host, and perpetually hates on astrology, we also know him as the hilarious friend who brightens our days with cat sightings, encyclopedic knowledge of the 90s, and BDE. That's big dad energy. Alan, we are going to miss you so very much. Yeah, Alan, we are going to miss you. And big dad energy is definitely the best way to describe him. That's it for today. Come back and join us on Tuesday. Enjoy the three-day weekend. And remember, Alan, please don't leave us. (laughs) Just stay, Alan, stay. BuzzFeed Daily is produced by Dan Bauza, Joshua Burnley, Tanya Bustos, Alan Haberchak, Julia Karen, and Erica Nedinin. Special thanks to Samantha Hennig and Tommy Wesley. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Hold up. 
If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. From Cavalry Audio comes the new true crime podcast, The Shadow Girls. I grew up near the banks of the Green River and in the shadow of the killer that bears its name. Prosecutors described him as a serial killer savant. But this podcast isn't only about tracking down the killer. It's about the victims. We stayed in the woods. He always liked to go to the woods. Listen to The Shadow Girls on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.